You're listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now your host, professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Markeith Braden. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Marquis Brayton Podcast. I am so excited today that you have joined me for this episode. You know, I'm always amazed at the feedback and all of the listenership that I have each and every week. And you definitely want to tune in today. Today I have a friend, a mentor, a great entrepreneur in the Nashville area who has really done some great things in business, starting as a barber, then barbershop owner, then barber school owner, now digital marketing, digital branding uh, guru. And so I want to introduce to some and present to others Mr. Chin Nawani. What's up, Chin? How you doing, Marquis? All right, man. Thank you for being on today's podcast. Now, thank you for inviting me. Well, Chen, we always start out with asking our guests to tell us a little bit who, of who, who they are, where they're from, and give us a little bit of your background. Okay, well, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I graduated from Hunters Lane High School, then Mid-State Barber College, then Tennessee State University. Um, I took a quick detour to federal prison, of course, <laughs> but by the grace of God, got out in 1995 with no money, no driver's license, bad mm-hmm. credit. And lived at a halfway house for about a year, went back to college and finished, and I'm here now. You're here now. Now, you know, I kind of chuckled a little bit, but I do know your story. And you kind of slipped in there that you had a stint there in prison. And so let us know a little bit about that background and and how you ended up there. Well, my senior year in college, I was uh, dealing cocaine uh, on the side, and they charged me with conspiracy to distribute cocaine. Mm. Uh, they were talking about 30 years of life, but by the grace of God, I was able to go to a federal boot camp where they select 200 people a year out of over 100,000. Mm-hmm. And so after my release from there in 1995, I needed 42 hours to graduate from college. So I finished my 42 hours in one year and gave that degree to my mom. Um, I started cutting hair back at that time again because no one would hire me because of my record. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a driver's license, money, anything. So barbering was really good to me. So I really um, embrace people having a trade. Uh, I know Booker T. Washington, I think he talked about having a trade. W.E. Du Bois talked about education, but with my mom being a school teacher, she stressed education. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that I believe we're missing in our school system and society today is the whole trade industry. Why was it important for you to pick up a trade even though you had a college degree? Well, because right after high school, I I got a trade Mm -hmm. because I believed in using your hands. And my best friend back then, he was a barber and his dad was a barber. And so I knew regardless if anything happened, I could always use my hands to earn a living because mm-hmm. if somebody has a good trade, they can go anywhere in the world and make money. So that's why uh, that trade was very important. And that trade helped me because everywhere I went, I made money. Even in prison, 
I got uh, four cents an hour. At the other prison, I got sodas and snacks mm. because of my trade. So when I was released from society, nobody had to hire me, although nobody would because I went everywhere looking for jobs. I hired myself because of my trade. That's good. So having a trade launched this opportunity for you to really create a very successful barber career as well as business. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, as far as that, um, I never wanted to be a barber. Okay. Um, because in my family, my household, my mom stressed, you go to college or you get put out of the house. Because um, she was a school teacher. She graduated from Fisk University, had a master's degree. And, of course, the seasoned people, they always want the younger people to go to college, you know, make good grades, get a good job. But now, because of disruption, the world has changed. You know, things are different. But I went to barber school, and after my release from prison and all of that, I started back cutting hair. Um, I met a Chinese man. I want to tell you about him. Uh, he was worth over $30 million. Mm. And I asked him how he got the money, and he said, we live like black people won't live. After that, we live like black people can't. Mm. So I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you black people, you uh, don't work. You lazy, whatever. So I'm listening to him. He said, we Chinese people, 16 of them live in a one-bedroom apartment. He shopped at uh, second-hand stores, thrift stores, uh, worked two or three jobs, saved his money. After about a year or two, he opened up his own business, a little Chinese restaurant. So he invested in himself. So I took that, and when I was released, I shopped at Goodwill, Walmart, Suffered a lot of ridicule, um, took sack lunches to work every day, cut hair. All the money that I was making, I was saving it. I rode the city bus, the martyr. Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew nobody was going to give me any money to start my business because I didn't know how to start a business at that time without money. So um, I worked at a barbershop and then I ended up getting a beeper place because beepers were really hot back in like 1997, 96, 98, all of that the 90s, era. The 90s, yeah. yeah, and so I then opened up a barbershop, and then I opened up a school. That was in 1998. Okay. And I worked that uh, for some years. Actually, I had that school for about 19 years. And after that, um, I started doing a whole lot of other stuff. But in 1998, when I opened the school, I went to Circuit City. And I bought this big old camcorder. It was, um, I mean, really big. Probably, I still have it right here. I'll show you this. <laughs> Paid about four or $500 for this camcorder. And um, I had my friend to videotape me cutting hair. And I mean, the lighting was all off. The camera even fell off the tripod stand at one time. And after he recorded it, because um, I could do this millennium fade technique that I had invented myself where you start to fade from the top. Mm. Because people had a problem when they put their weight line in, stylists could not remove it. Because mm. I was dating a stylist back then. And so I said, well, what do you, what's the solution? Well, I need to know how to fade without putting a weight line. So I said, oh, I can do that. So I did it from the top, recorded it. We went to the Bonner Brothers Hair Show in 1998. I was the only barber there that was selling clipper cutting tapes. Every stylist there had that problem. So when I showed them the technique and then I went on stage and showed it, everybody rushed the table. Now, I took that one uh, VHS tape and I looked in the yellow pages back then because we had the yellow pages. And I called every place in Nashville, Tennessee. And it was one man that was charging $3 per copy. He had a, a studio down in his basement in mm -hmm. Hermitage, Tennessee. So I took that tape out there and he dubbed. He made 500 tapes. 
three dollars a piece, fifteen hundred. We drove down to Atlanta, set up the booth and everything. I sold every last tape wow. for twenty dollars. That was ten thousand dollars. So that was like my um I guess stepping out to this world what it has brought me to now. So then after the VHS tape, and it wasn't even a good VHS tape, I did the best that I could do. Next disruption came. Hmm. So I got the DVD. Okay. Now imagine if I would have stayed with the VHS. I would have got left behind. I moved this to the DVD, packaged it, shrink wrap, nice color. I even re-recorded it, better lighting and everything. Then disruption, uh, I started, people started asking me, well, how you open up a school? Mm -hmm. I was getting these questions from everybody. So what I did, I went to the dollar store and got a CD-ROM. And put it in my computer, and I had typed everything up about the school business. Since I was running the school, I had policies and procedures, right. business plans, all that. I put it on that blank CD-ROM, and I took it downtown on Broadway to We Make Tapes. Hmm. They made me 500 tapes. And here it is, right here. I still have some to this day. I was selling that CD-ROM for $1,000. Now, what he's holding up is his CD-ROM and his roadmap to opening a successful barber and styling school. And basically what Chen is taking us through the many different transitions that he had to make in his business to continue to scale, to continue to grow, to continue to innovate, and to keep up with the times. And so that's why we're doing this interview today. So continue with your so story. So with this CD-ROM, it was $1,000. They were buying the information. Mm -hmm. information that can make them a million dollars so when I would go to the hair shows do my presentation PowerPoint and I would save $500 at the show but it's a thousand online but I can rewind then I wrote a book back in 2000 I was in Ebony magazine this was the picture um, they just talked about me and I had about four or five thousand people that responded right they wrote Ebony and they asked the same question why did you go to prison what did you do when you got out because almost everybody in the world can identify with having a loved one, a family member, a friend that's in prison, I just got out on their way to prison. Mm -hmm. So I guess they figured I had a secret sauce or something. So what I did, my friend made a postcard. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time I experienced making money without money, yeah. creating money creating with money. your mind. And so we sent out the postcard to all them people that had wrote those letters, over 4,000 people. And we had the book would be out in four to six weeks. And uh, about 3000 or something responded. $18.50 total. $15 for the book. $3.50 shipping and handling. That was like 50 something thousand dollars. Next week, Bishop T.D. Jakes, their camp called. Right. Wanted to fly me to Manpower. Wow. I, I couldn't even leave the city because I had an electronic brace monitoring my leg. I'm on parole, probation. And so they gave me a two-day furlough. I said my testimony in front of 20,000 men. Mm -hmm. And I had a book. With a, it was a Robert Kisiaki book. I was reading Rich Dad Poor, Poor Dad. My friend Scotch taped a fake book cover on the front of that book, and I held it up <clears throat> in front of the cameras, and it zoomed in. Bishop Jake's prayed for me. I ended up selling more books there. Wow. And then um, the book I had speaking engagements. I'd never done speaking engagements. I just mm. modeled after a successful person. Now I got about five thousand books pre-sold. Mm. I'm sitting on ninety-two thousand dollars. I come home and I tell my mama what I had done. And she said, boy, you ain't got no book. And you can't write no book. <laughs> she said, yo, A, 
and double S is going back to prison. I said, yeah, I know. I said, what am I going to do? She said, I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to figure it out. So it out. I asked everybody. Nobody would write the book. I went to the library and got a book about a guy that had a life similar to mine. I typed that book up in one week. Wow. Sent it to the printing company. Then my time was about up. I was having sleepless nights and everything. And by that time, my month was up. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we're going to uh, send you one copy. I said, no, just print the 5,000 books. I paid you. They said, no, we can't do that. You got to get one copy and read it for any it. errors. I said, no, I don't want to proofread it. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you crazy. I said, "Give me the, fax me the information. I signed the document. They sent the 5,000 books. 5,000 books. Now, you do the numbers. It was only $3 a copy for 5000 15000 So I took their money. Mm-hmm. Paid the fifteen thousand and still had about sixty thousand whatever left. Makes sense. Makes so sense. I made money without just using my brain, like the gurus and the digital people say, um, pre-sale. You you yeah, know pre-sale. So that's what they're doing. So and I still use that model to today. So that's what took me there. And then I switched to the USB drive. You see disruption. disruption. We went from the VHS. To the what? The DVD. Then we went to the USB. Now where are we? Digital. Digital. Ebooks or whatever, or just digital information. Mm-hmm. Peter Drucker said, "We live in a digital world mm-hmm. where you can sell information." God has given everybody a talent. Whatever your talent is, whatever people are getting on your nerves about, whatever it is that you can do so much for free, um, do whatever it is that you love to do so much you do for free. That's your gift. That you really need to be selling to the world. Give some away, sell some. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. Awesome, awesome testimony, awesome story. You know, you've told me that story a couple of times, and every time it's still fresh because it's your testimony, it's your story, it's your journey towards success. And so this is great. Uh, Many of you who are watching the video may be wondering where we are, and we are in the basement of Chen's home where he has his own barber shop in his home, and we're sitting here in his red chairs uh, just having this conversation. So talk to us a little bit about what you believe is the maybe top three to four principles that every emerging emerging small business owner, uh, emerging entrepreneur needs to know before starting their business? Well, number one, find somebody successful Mm. and model yourself after them. It's almost like if you go to the gym and this guy is just ripped up an eight pack, if you eat what he eats and do his workout every day, what's going to happen? You're going to start getting better. Right. So that's the same in business. It's like my supplement business, um, a company is doing about $50 million a year. So what did I do? I modeled after them. Model. I, I took the website and I modeled my website after theirs. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff I did not understand, but I modeled it. I used even the colors, the green, the orange. I didn't know what that meant at the time. We're with the fat burner, the reds and the blacks. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but that's like burning fat. But then the green and the orange, that's like health and wellness. So I tell any entrepreneur, model yourself. And if you can work for someone successful that you want to be like, 
work for free. Work for it's free. not like you working for free. You working for knowledge. That's like a, a unpaid education, a free education that you're getting. Right. Um, the next thing I would say, pull your credit card out or your money and invest. Hmm. Pay for that knowledge. A lot of us are not willing to pay someone to learn from and mm. see if you pay, the more you pay, the more you pay attention. Mm. The more you pay, the more you pay attention. That's right. That's good. So we invest more people. Mo- most people invest more on their head than in their head. Mm. So this, the year has passed. How much did you invest in yourself? That's mm-hmm. the question to people. And if you really want to start this business, don't expect people to give you something. Why would they invest in you? If you're so good at your craft, people are going to throw money at you. Mm-hmm. People always try to say, man, uh, let me invest in a barbershop. Let me invest in a school with you. When they see you doing something with excellence, mm-hmm. like you always talk about, people will give you money. Yeah. So that's some principles. And read a, a book. That $10 book could be worth a million dollars worth of information. How many books have you read? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a bodybuilder, you need to be looking at bodybuilding books, reading them on YouTube. You can tell what a person expects yeah. by their behavior. That's good. That's good. So you have to understand where you are, but then also you got to model. Yes. And modeling, not is copying, not imitating, but modeling, watching what are other people doing in your industry on a level that you want to do it on, and then you model. Yes. That is great advice. Well, this is the first half of our podcast. We'll be back in 30 seconds, but I want you to catch this commercial real quick. At the end of the day, we all want to live successful and impactful lives. We all have dreams and aspirations that we truly want to achieve, but sometimes it's hard to get it done and to achieve those dreams and visions by ourselves. Sometimes you need to hire a coach or have a mentor. That's why I created the Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. These strategy sessions allow you an opportunity to pull on my own personal expertise of being an individual who went from a nine to five and started his own successful speaking and coaching business. If you have a desire to move to your next level, if you have a desire to take some steps toward creating the lifestyle that you've always wanted, book your strategy session today. Go to MarkeithBraden.com, click on the work with me tab and listen to the video. And look at the testimonials of the individuals that I've helped along the way. Your time is now. Your time is right now. Let's move you to your next level. Let's achieve the dreams and goals that you have by you booking your Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. I know this is your opportunity. Now let's just move on it. All right, welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Chin just got finished telling us about how his process of shifting from the brick and mortar, from the barbershop to writing books to selling supplements online. And so that's where we want to go to now because I think it's important 
for people to understand that, you know, business is always transitioning. Business is always innovating. And you had a particular business as a barber stylist, as a school owner, barber school owner, but yet you've been transitioning as times have moved forward. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to interview Chin was because he has had the ability to move his brick and mortar business into more of a digital based business. And so why is it important for entrepreneurs to embrace this information digital age? It's important because if they don't, they're going to die at work. Mm. I've had all kinds of businesses since I was 17. Okay. Halfway houses, barber shops, barber schools, but they require me to be there. And the people will literally kill you, break your back. I mean, I would go to movies and fall asleep. I'd be in church, I'd fall asleep. Everywhere I would go, I would fall asleep if I got still mm. because I was so tired from working. You know, everybody wants their own business being self-employed. But the thing about being self-employed, when you don't work, you don't make any money, no benefits, no holidays off, any of that stuff. So I was burnt out and I literally had about had a nervous breakdown wondering, I can't keep going like this. Mm-hmm. Even if you're making money, you still, your body is not a robot or a machine. And I would see these guys making money online and they weren't working. It was like they were working wherever, whenever. And I'm YouTubing, trying to figure this thing out, wondering, I'm in the barber world. How can I make money without working? I was taught the only way a barber or a stylist or someone can make money is sit standing behind that chair. So I remember I made products back in the day and made money. So the first thing that I did, I turned how to open a profitable barber styling school into a digital product. Mm-hmm. So now what I was doing, I was selling information, how to open a barber shop, how to open a beauty salon. I had all the information, the videos that I put online and I started that in my kitchen. So wait a minute. Information is a product. Information is a product. People will pay you for certain information. You can literally take your phone and record yourself with this information. It's like a personal trainer. One of my friends is a personal trainer, ripped up, eight pack. People pay him. They buy this digital product, his meal plan, his his workout exercises. That's what they're buying, that information. Mm -hmm. So if you have some type of specialized information, the solution to a problem, you know, people got people, if they got problems and pain, or if you can get some pleasure that they want, some end product, they will buy that information, how to. So that's what I started doing. So all I was doing was just selling information. Now, um, I didn't have light bill, water bill, rent, phone bill, um, gas bill. (coughs) I had no bills. And the best part about it, I didn't have to deal with all of these ninjas. That was the biggest part because people will drain you. Mm. Needy, parasitic, negative people. I don't care. They're everywhere. They're in church. They're at your job. They're in your family. They will drain you. But me doing the internet stuff, I can work wherever, whenever. I can wear whatever I want to wear. I work from home. All I need is my cell phone. Mm. This cell phone literally right here in the supplement business. You're talking about Six-figure business. I hadn't even lifted a finger. I don't even go to the post office and ship this out. 
People go online to the websites that I built on Shopify that I modeled after million dollar companies. They pay online with their credit card. It sends a signal to that company. That company drop ships it, sends it out. Money goes in my bank account. I haven't touched anything. All they're buying is that picture online. The, the man weave unit. I'll take my hat off. I need a unit. I don't have my unit in my head. So let's talk about that. You remember Steve Harvey? He wears a unit. He wore one for years. Um, Jamie Foxx has one. Eddie Murphy. Um, a lot of people know him as the toupee. <laughs> you know, but now they have perfected this where you can literally put this toupee. You know, I can literally put this on my head and grow my edges out. And it blends in perfect. And a lot of y'all have seen me online and everywhere, even with my Steve Harvey. If you go to my Instagram page, this was the unit when I had my Steve Harvey uh, unit on. And these units, I don't stand behind a chair and do, do them. So what I do, I record it step by step how to do these units. So now barbers go online with their cell phone. They pay their money. Money goes in my bank account. It sends them a username and password. Now they have lifetime access. They can watch and learn how to do these man weave units anywhere, any place, anytime from any electronic device. When I started this. Now, b before you keep going, what about the person who is saying, OK, Chen, but I'm not tech savvy. I'm not social media savvy. How, how am I going to move my plumbing business uh, into the digital age, information age? How am I move my electrician business into the digital information age? How am I going to use this to promote my restaurant that I have to get more customers in the room? Okay. If you don't know how to cook, what do you do? You order in. If you don't know, how, if your pipes bust in your plumbing, what do you do? I call a plumber. If your electricity is messed up, what do you do? I call an electrician. So you're going to call a digital marketer like you or I. If they need branding to look good and all that, if they need to click funnels to make the automated emails and set up everything, they're going to call you or they're going to call me. See, you hire people that are experts in what they do. A lot of people are do-it-yourselfers. Mm -hmm. Now, do-it-yourselfers, they're good. I love them because they're going to screw everything up <laughs> and they're going to call you. Now, have you ever had a toothache? Absolutely. What did you do? Did, who did you call? Call the dentist. You called a dentist. Why is it when these people are getting into this digital world, sometimes they do it themselves and mess everything up or they just stay back? So when I wanted to go from the VHS to the DVD, guess what I did? I called a DVD man. When I wanted to go to the USB, I called a DVD company. When I wanted to go digital, I hired a digital marketer and learn from him and paid him extra for him to train me. And I'm not a tech savvy person, but any recipe I can follow. Step one is so, like baking a cake. Step two. So you that's good right there. Any recipe you can follow. And, and that is what coaching, that is what mentoring, that is what information can do is to provide you the step-by-step -step process to help you cut your learning curve. Sometimes what we try to do is we try to bypass the step-by-step -step process trying to do it on our own. When somebody like you and I or another coach or someone who else has products and services, they can help you cut your learning curve and cut your time into getting done what you want to get done. And so the word 
I can't doesn't really exist because there are people out there who can teach you, who can coach you, who can mentor you along the way, but you just have to be coachable and you got to be willing. Yeah, and they will share their systems. Systems, save yourself time, energy, and money. That's what a system is. Mm -hmm. So really you're leapfrogging. You're taking the shortcut. If you want to take the shortcut, you hire somebody that's an expert at it because what will take you um, years to do it, you probably never complete it. They can do it easily. Wow, wow. So as we come to a close to today's podcast, I didn't want it to be too long, but I definitely wanted to be value-packed. Give us about three things that one needs to consider before taking their brick-and-mortar stationary business to the digital world or to the digital platform. The first thing, what are the biggest problems and pains that people have? Mm -hmm. Because people pay to have their problems and pain solved. And there are a lot of do-it-yourselfers. So they can record it Mm step-by-step, simple plumbing things, simple electricity things, and they need to brand themselves. So their social media, you know, everybody has a cell phone, a smartphone, wherever you go, they're on their phone. Why not have a business on here? People are looking down at them all day, every day. So they need a website, a good website. They need Instagram. They need Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't use Instagram, Facebook for for a game. That's a business. This is a multi-million dollar business right here. So find someone and do a strategy session. I know you do strategy sessions just so they can pick your brain, almost like you're a, psycholo- a psychiatrist and they have this problem. You tell them how to get from where they are to where they want to be. You, you don't have to be a dentist working behind the chair. Uh, they have the highest suicide rate. You can sell information. How to? There's a guy made over a million dollars teaching a parrot how to talk. <laughs> so if you bought a parrot at the pet store, you're going to go home and you're going to try to teach it how to talk. But you're not an expert at that. So they pay him $99 and they get a username, password, email. Now they get tutorials on how, how to, to teach a parrot that. how to talk. So what is it that you know how to do the people always getting on your nerves. What is it that you can teach others how to do? And it doesn't matter if it's on YouTube. Water's free, but yet they buy bottled water. Mm-hmm. And you can test bottled water. A lot of it is not that good. People buy books. Why? You can go to the library and read all of them for free. But your specialized information, they may be able to get it for free on YouTube. But guess what? If you brand and market yourself the, the way you brand those people and how good they're looking, they'll pay you. Right. So basically what he's saying is, is that we all have a brand. I like to say we all have a personal brand. And that personal brand is what do people say about you when you're not in the room? When people are in need of the service or product that you're offering, do they think of your name? One of the things that I know that you leverage is social media. And I believe that part of your personal brand now is the Manweave unit because you've done videos and you've been the uh, person getting the Manweave put on his head. You've been the person who's been the example for selling your product. And so if somebody is thinking about getting a Manweave, they know, well, you need to see Chin. Chin is doing the classes. He wears it. And he's the type of person 
who you want to get to know because he's all about the man weave units. And so you want to build your personal brand around your product or the service that it is that you want to offer. Because your brand with now with social media, YouTube, I got all kind of YouTube videos, Instagram, Facebook. We've had guys from Nigeria, the UK, Paris, Canada to fly over here to get these man weave units. Do you know how they discovered it? How? YouTube, mm. Instagram, every day you can literally just go live and I'm just talking. I could be driving. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I have my phone set on there. I just put on Instagram and I just start talking. And literally people come on, they will DM you, they want more information, they're willing to pay you. So this social media has changed the game. You don't have to be smart anymore. You can literally be a fool <laughs> and get paid. I mean, when I drove down the street 100 miles an hour with that unit flying off the back of my head, that video went viral. Over a million views in one day. I got my own product line out of that. There were over 10,000 negative clowns that talked negative and he like I didn't know that it was flying off my head. It does not matter. People get paid on Instagram. Some of them shake their behind. I don't, um, you know, condone, condone all that because I don't judge people. But literally, you can get paid for being a fool on social media. You can get paid for being smart. You can get paid for, for um, solving people's problems, for being an expert, anything. So now it is an even playing field. You, you don't need TV commercials, radio commercials, no more. It's social media. Social media. Social, Instagram ads, $5. For $5? You can put this ad in front of the people that you want for $5 a day. I can put this in front of three or 400 barbers and stylists and offer them a free chapter. And if they like it, they click the other link and buy it or buy the digital download for $5 a day. Ain't no more sending out postcards and traveling to trade shows and paying for hotels and renting booths and doing all that. The world has changed. Wow. The world has changed. The world is changing. And business is changing. And it has never been a time like this where the entry level to entrepreneurship is pretty low. It's pretty low. This supplement right here. Do you know I put, I started an Instagram page on how to lose weight. I interviewed Afro-American black women and asked them, what do you want to do? I want to lose weight naturally and keep it off. That was my USP, unique selling proposition. How to lose weight and keep it off. I just started posting pictures reposting pictures of women that had lost weight, uh, meal plans, just giving them information, foods, I end up growing that account to about 20,000 people. Mm. And then I put a picture of this up and said the product will be out in 30 days. I didn't invest in anything. I just had a picture of it mm -hmm. and built a Shopify website. And then I did a pre-sale, mm -hmm. pre-sold over $20,000 worth the first month. Wow. Didn't have a product. Took that, called a supplement company, got the label and everything, got them printed up, and it works off of autopilot. It's a cleanse. Most people need a good detox because they're eating chicken, meat, the cows that's been injected with steroids and antibiotics, and people want energy. They want a fat burner. It's not a magic pill, but it just gives you a boost. It just helps you reach your goal quicker. So there are all types of businesses. Solve people's problems and help people make money. The man we've unit. Barbers learn this technique. 
they charge it anywhere from five hundred to five thousand dollars. The men's men's club in Bosley, they've been charging five to seven thousand mm -hmm. for the straight hair people. A lot of people know them as probably Caucasian or Indian group or whatever. But the Afro-American men, I remember cutting one of these uh, oh, back over 20-something years ago. Wow. A man paid me $200 mm. to come cut one of these. It did not ring in my head Damn. that that guy, the Caucasian guy, called me over there off Music Row to cut this black man's head who had paid $5,000 because he couldn't blend curly, wavy, kinky hair. Mm -hmm. I should have. It should have rung in my head. I need to be in men's hair replacement. So I'm teaching them how to get clients, and how to do these units. And they're paying anywhere from $500 and something dollars and up just for the online course. And, that, and I think that's key, too, as well as um, understanding your client is niching. And when you talked about it didn't register to me about men's hair replacement, you don't have to serve everybody. No. You just need to serve a particular problem. And there are men who have a desire to replace their lost hair. Yeah, exactly. As you can see, I don't have any, but I'm not one of those particular clients. I don't want a hair replacement, but there are men who are like me. There are a lot of Who them. would love to have their they hair. They try to hold on to that hair. You've seen men that try to hold on to it. Most men that wear a hat, they're covering something up. <laughs> that, nine times out of ten, when you see a man with a hat on, he's covering it up. This is the first to go, and then they had that George Jefferson, Homer Simpson look. Uh -huh. And when a man's hair starts going, he usually try to hold on to it, and then finally, he'll let it go. Awesome. I, you're probably not cutting your hair bald by choice, are you? Oh, no, absolutely not. Now, when did your hair start going bald? I think I started going bald around about 35. Five. And what was the process? You started well. You thinning? know, I was really it was started thinning, and my ed, my lineup started going back. But mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with uh, going and head and shaving my head. You know, because I actually think I look younger with my head shaved and and look and my features, my facial features, kind of stand out more with my head shaved. So it all depends on the person. Yeah. But Tim, let me tell you, you've been a great guest today. I appreciate it. You have that passion. We can tell you have the passion uh, because of your mm. voice inflection. But before we leave, tell us a little bit about how how can we access your book, The Millionaire Barber, and this book now, here. That was the same one, that uh, oh, okay, Mean Ex-Convict. Okay, <clears throat> but tell us how we can get your book and how we can stay in contact with you. All you have to do is go to millionairebarber.com. You can go to Millionaire Barber on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and that's something that I want to share with you. Get you a superhero name. Superhero name. A name that you can say one time and one time only, mm -hmm. and the whole world can remember it. Mm. Stars have them. My mom doesn't know who Sean Carter is, but she knows who Jay-Z is. That's right. She don't know who Linda Carter is. She know Wonder Woman, Peter Parker, you know, a Spider-Man, Clark Kent, you know, a Superman, David Banner, you know, it's the Hulk. Superhero name. I've never heard that before, but yes. that's good. That's good. That they can spell also. So MillionaireBarber.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Millionaire Barber. Or they can Brother, go to Man Weave Unit. Or Man Weave Unit. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Always enjoy talking to you. You know, if you have any questions for Chin, why don't you shoot him an email at millionairebarber 
at gmail.com. Millionairebrother at gmail.com. Always love for you to join me each and every week for the Marquis Brayton Podcast. If you have any show topics that you would like for me to cover, all you have to do is email me at marquise at marquisebrayton.com or visit my website, marquisebrayton.com. Click on the Contact Me tab and send me a quick message. Also, go to iTunes and rate today's show and let us know what you thought about Chin's advice about going from a brick and mortar business to a digital brand business. What I know for sure is that times are changing. And if you have ever desired to be an entrepreneur, now is the right time. And as you saw in the middle of this particular episode, and as I shared, that you can book a strategy session with me at markeithbrayton.com. Click on the work with me tab, and there you can find more information about a strategy session. I want to help you take your ideas for a business to the next level and help you to manifest it because now is the best time. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. And just always remember this shoot for the top because it's the bottom. That's overcrowded. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Markeith Braden podcast at MarkeithBraden.com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.